You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Monday. Hello, horny family. I've missed you. And I've got an interesting episode ahead. Something different, something new. I'm used to talking to my fucking self. I actually like it that way. I like it a lot. I am a solo podcaster. No shame up in my game. But I know I'm not tone deaf. I can read the room. I know every now and then you probably want to hear something fucking else. So today, I bring you an interview with the sweet, sweet girl that lives in Los Angeles who's going to give us some tea, some dating tips, some dating woes. But wait, Jordan, we're fucking married. Who knows for how fucking long? Just kidding. But for real, I don't know. Am I kidding? Am I not kidding? Just kidding. We all used to date. We can laugh about what the dating scene was like. Hell, we can relish in the fact that we're not dating and be like, oh, I don't miss that. Whatever it may be, live, laugh, love, enjoy it. Get a margarita, get some tequila, get a glass of wine, get a joint, get in your bathrobe, get in the fucking bath, don't electrocute yourself, and giggle along with myself and my guest, co-host of the Raspy Rundown, a mother-daughter duo, all things pop culture, cute, funny, entertaining, and she also has a show on Instagram called A-List with Alexandra. I want to give one little side note and love to my audience really quick because this audio was something that was a bit of a learning curve for a remote location interview. I'm sorry, and all I'm going to say is this, it won't happen again. I know how to make sure it doesn't happen again. It won't happen again. I love you. Thank you for forgiving me in advance. I hope you enjoy this episode. Grab a drink, grab a joint, whatever. Alexandra Belushi, everybody. What's up, horny family? I am so happy to be here. I cannot wait to get into it and talk about all things dating. I have a few crazy stories for you all, so I'm really excited, and let's get into it. I'm excited to talk to you about dating. I know I've there's men listening, there's women listening, my biggest chunk is right in that age 25 to 45, which is a lot of people. But I mean, it's 2021. People are getting married later and later. We're dating. We're getting divorced in dating. Uh, and it's just different. Dating is different than it used to be. Mm-hmm. It totally is. I mean, from stories that I've heard my mom tell me about how Back in the 80s, she was dating like five guys at a time, and it didn't mean she was sleeping with any of them. It just meant she was dating and seeing what she was into, figuring out who she meshed with. And nowadays, there's none of that. There's no courting. Going back to my grandma's time, there's no courting, no no going steady, none of it. It's such a different time. And it's so hard to find that now. Or like now you think of it and you think of like someone who's courting someone. It's like, oh, they must be very old school. I'm almost 32. How old are you, Alex? I'm 23, almost 24. 23. And, sh- and you live in Los Angeles. So tell the horny fam where you're from and how you got to LA. 
So I'm originally from Connecticut, Fairfield County, Richfield, and I got my master's from the University of Miami. I graduated in December for broadcast journalism, and then I really felt the next step was to move to LA, get my career going. So I came out here, and I was in Miami for maybe like half a year before the pandemic, and then the rest of my time was during the pandemic. So it was so hard to meet people out there and now I'm in LA and it's just as hard to meet people here. So I know I was like both Miami and Los Angeles, like in my perspective, like third party outside perspective, both sound like, like really pretty people. Like it just sounds like beautiful people with sunshine weather and plastic Barbie women. Is that really, do they live up to the stigma? Does, does it? Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to be so confident to live out here. I mean, there's, there are pretty girls literally everywhere you look. It is crazy. Like you said, Barbies, plastic, everybody is fully glammed head to toe. Everyone is gorgeous out here. So you need to be confident in your skin and confident in what you bring to the table or else you could definitely be intimidated for sure. If you don't have confidence, like what else are you you gonna have? Right. Because I'm sure going out there and meeting friends, like you you gotta fake it till you make it, right? Yeah, you have to put yourself out there. I know there are some people who are not as outgoing, a little bit on the shyer side, not really into networking or making friends, and then you're out here and you're kind of by yourself. You're solo and you're in a big city. For lots of people, they move from like the East Coast. So there's a three hour time difference with people's families. I mean, you need to be able to come out here and establish yourself and meet people, get a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. But you have to put yourself out there to do any of that. No, nothing's coming to you. I know when I lived in Nashville for a year, everyone was trying to make it in the music industry. And I was like the this rare unicorn out in the bar. People were like, oh, what are you trying to do? And I can't sing at all. Like no talent in that department ever. I'm like, oh, I'm just here. Is everybody in LA typically you meet trying to get in the industry? Absolutely. Everywhere you go, like even the waitressing job I have, everybody's here from Kansas to be an actor or a producer. And it's everywhere you look. I don't know. I haven't met anybody who was not here for entertainment purposes. But now I'm curious. What were you in Texas for? What did you want to do? For or Nashville, you mean? Nashville. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I went to Nashville just for shits. So I had grown up my whole life traveling. My dad worked for Shell Oil. So we moved a lot growing up and I went there running away from a breakup. So I had a bad breakup and I felt like I was going to keep taking this motherfucker back (laughs) if I stayed where I was. And I was like, I, he doesn't deserve me. I don't deserve him. I got to get the hell away from this guy, which I mean, it's sad that I felt like I had to go to that depth or like that extreme, but it also was an amazing experience. So yeah. I don't take no, it back amazing. at all. Nope. So let's talk about dating. And I know you're 23, so I hate feeling old. I hate feeling old. But I know that dating has changed. Uh, the internet wasn't what it was when I was dating. I mean, the apps like Plenty of Fish, uh, MySpace, Facebook, people were meeting, but I would make fun of somebody if they were like, not make fun of someone, but if they were like, oh, we met on the internet. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe that they met online. Like how weird they didn't even know each other. And now every, it's like rare if you meet someone in person. 
I know. And I've always <laughs> said I want to meet somebody organically. I'm like, I just want to meet somebody and feel something and have it happen. And I never have been on a dating app like, like ever, but it gets more and more prevalent. And like you said, there's so many now. And the fact that dating in general, it's like, oh, this person is dating this guy and he has this job. But now there's also dating apps like Raya where it's like, you need to be accepted to date a guy at a top position. It's like, so like, oh my gosh. I don't it's like, you have before. to have qualifications, like a resume right. to meet a fucking person. And it like gets in your head and makes you feel like, oh, I'm, I'm less than, or I don't qualify to date these kind of people because I didn't get accepted on the app, which is horrible. Right. And if it makes any of you guys feel better out there, my friend, one of my friends out here is on the app and she says she has just as little luck on that app as meeting people just out at a bar. So that app really isn't portraying any guys that are top tier. It's the same people you'd meet out that don't want to come yeah. that, you know, exactly. have all these problems. Exactly. I mean, there, I'm sure, I mean, cause it, we hear the stories of people that met online, but most of the time it's like not a guy that's looking for anything serious they're usually just trying to hook up i know there's like paid programs like paid matching services and i would think that that probably had a little more weight to it but other than that i think most of it probably 90 percent of it is going to be a bad date a fuck boy a hookup you're going to get ghosted you're going to get cheated on something not very fun I mean, can you tell that I don't like apps? Not to put down apps out there, but even the paid ones. My mom has friends who are divorced that have been on big apps like that. And again, no luck at all. It's just such a hard scene nowadays. So what is dating looking like for you now? Like how you're, I lost my virginity when I was 17, which I feel like is like really old now, but I tell myself that that's not old because I don't, want my children having sex but I quickly got or wanted to be very promiscuous because I was so shielded and protected and I wanted to know everything about boys and date everyone and try everything which sound makes me sound like a whore but I was just very excited but I know that nowadays kids are having sex so much younger which is terrifying I know I I really feel like based on what you see on the internet. I mean, I wasn't on social media until I was like at the end of middle school, maybe like middle of high school. And nowadays these girls in middle school, high school, full face of makeup on TikTok, doing sexual dances. It's mind blowing. You can only Why didn't they have to go doing. through the ugly phase? Like it's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. I, I'm sorry. I don't think any, I, I wonder if orthodontists make any money anymore because nobody has braces. Oh my God. I, I had braces. I had glasses. I was hideous. Right. I was hideous. People were using all the hot tools on their hair and I would just blow dry my hair and go to school with like a frizz, head, <laughs> humidity. And nowadays girls are like little jail bait and grown men have to basically keep it in their pants and remind themselves that they're too young. And it makes me sick. And it really is like back in the day, I know you probably had to like AOL Messenger aim. Mm -hmm. I did the aim oh, yeah. thing for a while. And do you remember that thing like, age, sex, race. What was that thing people would say? ASL, ASL. Age, sex, language. And so like now though, <laughs> I guess those were the original <sighs> But now you have gr these girls on there and there's these guys that could catch. Well, now. Girls, like you said, 
are so young. It's, I mean, yeah, it is just crazy though. It, I mean, they've always done it, but these girls being, oh, it's just scary. It is. It's scary. And you're on the internet and people will lie. Oh my God. I would lie right. about my age. I'd go into these chat rooms and it has evolved and evolved. And now it's just like a norm. It's totally a norm right. to meet friends, anyone on the internet. And I see like pros as far as networking and building a community, like having a podcast and building a community. But I also see the really creepy perverted side, like having like people like sex addiction is real and people that have all of these uh, people at their fingertips, you know, I'm talking about just like right. meeting them whenever they want and fulfilling that need. It can be, it can be problematic too. I know. I completely agree. I'm, I'm kind of happy. I didn't grow up. I was young enough to have some innocence before the internet really took off. It must be so much pressure now. Even the pressure we feel. Imagine being like a teenage girl feeling all of that and having to be perfect and seeing the bodies and, and the type of relationships that you want. But obviously it's all staged, but they don't know that. It's yeah, such a I know. It's, it's That's a why it's our job to be authentic and be real and tell our friends and tell our children and inform people. But I want to hear about... Before we get into the hot tea of your dating life now, tell us your relationship history, whatever you want to tell us. Okay, so I had a long-term relationship like towards the end of high school, and my boyfriend was older than me, and we were super happy. It was like my first real relationship. I was in love, and we were really inseparable, but then right before... Before I went off to college, I was like, oh, I can't wait to live my life and have my boyfriend and have freedom. He actually ended up passing away, which was so super, I think it was super hard and like kind of tainted the dating life for me yeah. because it took so long to get over that and move forward that I wasn't really dating. I wasn't really wanting to put myself out there. I guess it was so, like your first relationship, right? Like your mm -hmm. first meaningful relationship? Yeah, like the first person I ever loved. So the per that, you know, and the person you fall in love with first, I, I feel like they define love for you in a way, whether it's healthy or not, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And I was treated so well. Like that was another thing. It was hard to, you know, the way I've seen guys interact since then is just like so depressing because he was such a gentleman. My parents have been married for 28 years. He really reminded me of like my dad in a good way, in a great way. And he was just such a great boyfriend. So it's hard to see what we're working with now and be like, how am I ever going to find that again? Right. So many um, of my friends that are divorced now are out dating and on the internet or just trying to meet a guy. And it's like, you know, they're leave, they left their abusive or terrible marriage, something that wasn't right for them. But the dating scene is so bad and so hard. And I know this sounds like such a negative bashing thing, but I hope that through this episode, we could share the dating horror stories so that you can pick up on red flags easier. So how long did you date your boyfriend before you lost him? I would say two and a half years. And how long have you, were, how long were you single before you started opening your heart up to other relationships or maybe giving it a shot? Like I would give it a shot here and there, maybe like three or four years into it. 
but then it really wasn't until like five years that I was like fully like ready to just try to date and try to get a life and put myself out there and not always like come back with guilt of not wanting to replace him or you know think something not working out and going back into that state of well I'll never find anyone like him but like three or four years until I actually ended up trying again um and then yeah it was just now that I'm in California and I'm a little bit older I feel like I want I don't know, like a committed relationship, but then I also feel like who doesn't, who really just, nobody really wants a guy to mess with their emotions and not be real and not tell them what they want. So yeah. And it seems like it's such a, it's such a game, you know, it's like you, as women, we want this, but with men, it seems like today with men that especially if they're really good looking and they have money and a career, all these things, it's like they need so much more incentive to settle down. Mm-hmm. Unless Absolutely. they're older, way older or way younger and fuck the way younger. But <laughs> Even then, I, I don't know. I've seen so many age ranges that they don't want to settle down. And I just, the fact that you told me you have friends and you're 32 who are divorced already. I mm-hmm. mean, is there hope anywhere? That's so I know. I mean, divorce is very, very common. I think how, here's how I look at it. Being completely, completely fucking honest. Have there been moments in my marriage where I have felt like, gosh, I really feel like giving up sometimes. Yes. Where I have felt like, gosh, forever, the word forever. This sounds really Uh hard. What if this doesn't happen like this? What if we grow apart? What if he does this and he meets somebody like I could go through all the insecurity that I feel at times or fear-based thoughts or being just nuts and needing validation. Mm -hmm. But even like, there's a quote, this sounds silly, but there's a Bob Marley quote that was like, everyone is going to make you suffer. You had to have to choose who's worth suffering for. Like people were different. We're all different and we don't understand each other and we cause each other pain sometimes. And you're either going to choose the same person and ride through it and sometimes hate them and evolve, or you're going to keep going to every next best thing that makes you feel good. And it's such a temporary high, like it's instant gratification. It is. People always think the grass is always greener. And lo and behold, it really never is. And that's exactly that. If you want something, you know, you fight for it and you have to make it work. That's a great point. Marriage is hard, but it's about putting in the work. Is this person worth putting in the effort for to the long run? Or if like in some cases, if you just be, I hate when girls like get a boyfriend and there's all of these issues right up front and they're like, we're going to work through it. We're going to go to therapy. It's like, just cut your losses now. You know, so many girls are fixers. And I am a fixer. Like, I'm a fixer. (laughs) Yeah, guilty. Very guilty there. I'm like, I hate girls. But I'm just like that. But no, it's like, you know what? It shouldn't, relationships shouldn't be that hard. It should not be that much work. It It seems like there's so many extremes. Yeah, work in a work in a good way, and sometimes it's painful, and sometimes it's not. But when, but when you're playing games, like you're out there, and Mm -hmm. it's so hard. And going from divorced, my divorced friends, they're like going from this deep relationship, whether it was really difficult or not, or they were just on different planets and ended it to the dating scene where it's like, you, you have no idea, like, Hey, what's up? What's your favorite color? Like way taking 18 steps back, starting over feeling uncomfortable with someone. And like you just said, the grass isn't always greener, like weed and seed that you throw in your yard. This could be like 
I may sound really old right now, but I have a lawn, so I have to take care of it. If you put this fertilizer shit on it, it gets really, really green. And then it dies because it's like a fluffer. It's like like lip filler right. for your yard. But if you actually take care of the foundation of your yard, you keep your yard alive. So that was like an old lady analogy of sometimes you just have to have really uncomfortable conversations to have a good relationship. So tell me about all the terrible, disgusting, annoying men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, before I even came to LA, I've met a few guys now that are in the industry that are influencers, YouTubers, athletes, and it always starts out great. You're thinking these guys, like they know the right thing to say. They, and you know, every time it's like, oh, but this guy was different. He said the right thing, but not too much the right thing. Opposed to the last guy, he said, laid it on too thick. But then, no, lo and behold, you try to convince yourself like, oh, but he did this, but he did that. And you're trying to find like the one little thing, like a needle in a haystack. That's a good thing out of all the red flags that you don't want to admit. Yeah. So the guys I've met out here, they're really powerful. You know, they're they're in a high place. They're in the entertainment industry. They have all these followers. Now followers equate success and fame. And right, even more incentive for them never to settle down and spread their seed everywhere. Yeah. Well, why would you need to when you exactly you have girls in your DM begging to hang out with you just based on the fact that you're a name brand? Do you feel like you get like do women get hypnotized by these men? that are in power like is it almost like because we can talk about it you and me right now and say like look what these men do and look how it all goes out and then if I was in that position and Jude Law came and and was like tell you know what uh, I think we're we're gonna make this podcast something and said that all the way to my panties I probably would do it (laughs) but I want the women out there to be smarter than we are yeah Do as we say, not as we do. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, please. Because, but no, I understand that it is a charm. Look, if you're charming to begin with, check. If you're charming and successful and can promise some things in our field, check. Like, who doesn't want to hear those things? And obviously, if you have confidence in yourself, you think you are special and you do have a lot to bring to the table. But yes, I've seen women get hypnotized, girls get, you know, excited to be in front of these people. And look, of course, I want to find a great guy, but what I really, really want is my career to take off. So I love meeting people for networking purposes, for the fact of sharing common uh, like connections and advice and to pick someone in the industry's brain. So that yeah. first and foremost is like how I go into every situation. LA, you know, you hear it's a very transactional world. So you think that going in, like you're being smart, like you're, what you're doing is being smart because you're focused on this, not that. And I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of smart people doing that. But do you think that that negatively affects creating a relationship? Because so many guys probably get used to girls trying to network and do this or chase, get clout, get followers, get tagged. And it's just the same cycle over and over again in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of that. Even friendships, people seem so genuine at first and they want to help. They're so gung ho. And then as time goes by, they've done absolutely nothing for you. And it's so transactional. It is. I don't know. It's very hard to find real friends you know, anywhere, but here, especially. So I'm thankful I have some close girlfriends, but it is transactional. And I can't even imagine like really dating. Like I have my career. I'm successful. I I know what I want to do, but for some girls who come out here and want to 
you know, be stars and actresses, it must be very easy to fall into the transactional wave of being. I saw something recently about OnlyFans. I've just seen so many girls come forward on TikTok and share how they bought the hype, they did it, and it ruined their lives. And I'm like, gosh, like that's so sad thinking that they needed to do that right. to make the money. But I've seen some girls on there, um, like on Instagram, like the models who are really successful post things like grateful to be able to have this money, but I don't really know what I want to do with my life. I'm, I'm still figuring it out, this and that. And you'd think, you know, it's not their passion or dream to be doing whatever for whatever creepy men are watching. And they have to be somewhat, some of them, not all of them, but like lost, the ones that I see post these sad things, like lost and not really have a purpose or a career. That's not what's making them happy. Yeah, they have all this money, but at what cost? They're not, you know what I mean? And then yeah. men look at them in a certain way. And it's just such a loop. It's such like a hamster wheel. You got to set the bar for yeah. how a man is going to respect you. Tell us your, some of your dating LA stories. So I would say maybe like the two that are so crazy are, I met this one guy who is a YouTuber person, influencer, spokesperson, who cares? And he talked a really good game. And I honestly just met him out like networking and he was like, I'll send your resume around, you know, without me even asking, continuously kept making these comments of, I will help you. So how did you vibe enough? Was he just really nice? Was he try to go out of his way to talk to you? Like, or did it organically happen? I mean, he, we really weren't even vibing. He was hosting something on Instagram with other people. So I was like, oh, can I come? And he just answered and was like, yeah, you can come. So I went and then I was being polite and went and thanked him for inviting me. Like I wasn't planning on hanging out with him or anything. I was just going to go enjoy the party. But he was real. That was really nice of him to invite me. And then, you know, I was just making the rounds networking being like, I'm an entertainment journalist. I have my show, this and that. And then I was telling him the same. And that's when he was, you know, being really nice, being like, I can send your resume around. You know, that's awesome. And I don't expect anything. I take everything with a grain of salt. But, you know, again, it came to the point where he said it so many times and the next day proceeded to like text me and follow up being like, you know, I'll send your resume around. It was so fun meeting you. And so at this point, it's like, you've gotten rid of me. I'm gone. You never had to see me again. It was a party. And yet you're going out of your way to text me that you want to send my resume around and connect me to some people. What in your brain is going on that makes pussy, you want to do that? Pussy, pussy, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> that, and you know what? It's sick though. It's sick though because it's like we either play their game or we don't or we're naive to it, which you were at the time. But how would you know? Like when we were talking in real time, like rewind yeah. and you and I are talking, I, I'm right there with you. And PSA to all men, this is why we're fucking crazy. This is why we are the way we are because take a note, don't lead us on and not expect years and years and years <laughs> of this conditioning by your kind yes. not to so affect us. It. No, it's true. I am so sick of being like, but he said this, but he did this, but why would he say that if he wasn't really into me? And why would he text me that if he didn't yeah. want me? I mean, they just do it. And they yeah. not you, girls, and they yeah. don't like you. And it makes no sense. Uh, it makes no sense it so makes no jordan, sense yeah as jordan can attest i'm spending the next few months being like but he's gonna connect me but he must like me but he did want to send my resume out i saw this person do an interview and i saw him say to someone i it's such like a vague who it was but i remember this very specifically 
he goes, oh yeah, I know a classic way to pick up women. I'll take a video in a bar or like wherever he's at. Like he said this, I'm paraphrasing. I couldn't mm-hmm. get sued because he would be like, yeah, I did do that. Uh, I take video and I pan across the room wherever I'm at. If there's a hot girl, like a hot girl I want to talk to or someone who I want to get the combo started and I ha- haven't been able to, whatever. And then he'll be like, I'll pan slow enough to where she turns her face. Like it was so calculated. I was like, holy narcissism shit. And then he said that because he has a large male following that someone like usually eight out of 10 times, someone will reach out to that girl and be like, you're in so-and-so stories. And then they're like, oh, kumbaya. And they connect and somebody gets their dick sucked in the group. He said it's so nonchalant. Like this is a genius plan. And I'm, yeah. And then he was bragging about, you know, how many women he's conquered. And it's like, ew. How is this impressive? conquered? No, nothing is sexy about the fact that so many women were either so drunk, put out, thought you would help their career and let you enter them and then never talk to you again. Like try keeping a bitch. It's more commendable to have like a wife with five side pieces. Like that sounds terrible, <laughs> but at least. Well, I'm sure that man has a home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Also, ladies, Google, whatever a Google says a man's net worth is, never trust that. That shit is that by like a million. Yeah. Or it could be, it's just way off. It could be way under. It could be way, way over. It is. And, you know, also, ladies, uh, if the person you are talking to or, you know, are interested in if they only go to hotel rooms and they don't actually ever show you or snap a photo or in a live a actual home they probably don't have one they probably live out of a suitcase <laughs> with a few clothes that they get from their merch rep wearing the same thing every day and they probably yep. don't have a home base and you don't want to settle down with anybody like that and you don't want to be living like with any you don't want to be living with someone that's living on credit, which I mean, much less lying and name dropping. Cause didn't this guy name drop? I think that's a big, big, big red flag. When you told me these stories, the first story you ever told me, the first red flag I ever had in my head was that the name dropping it's too excessive. It's excessive. Okay. Wealth excessive. whispers, wealth whispers. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Now I remember I've blocked so many of this out. He was saying things like, you know, oh, well, name a celebrity. And I was thinking of people in my own field. So I'm naming entertainment reporters as in that. He'll pull up his text and literally show me full-blown conversations with these people, not just a hi, hello, full-blown conversations with very well-connected people in the industry. And so it's crazy to know that he's, it's like one degree of separation away from someone who I can pitch myself to and, yeah. you know, help in my field. And so it's just crazy to me that, you know, and then as the time went on and I saw his Instagram evolving and it was such a freaking mess, like the, like, it, oh my God, it was such a mess. He got a girl, lost her in 14 days, cried about it on his story, put that he was single in his bio. It was such a If wreck. somebody starts showing that they're chaotic and like a mess via Instagram, imagine the real life. Imagine. It a joke. Yeah, yeah. I realized that he's such, you know, he's lost. He's so chaotic, so lost. He's in his 30s. How does he have that many followers? That is what I can't wrap. I, I mean, I can wrap my head because he's funny, but. 
I never thought he was funny. That's like the craziest part of it all. Like I never thought he was funny, but I guess I think he has men's humor. It's like a, like a Dave Portnoy vibe. Mm. And so, but when I went on the Instagram and I started seeing everything, there were comments being like, you know, he said something reminisce about the first time we met. Everybody's like, you FaceTime this celebrity and you show me your text with that celebrity. And it's like, oh, this is a shtick. Like, that's yeah. where self-worth is coming from. Being mm-hmm. connected to this person, being trying to help all these people, but never following through. So actually, fun fact, you don't even know this, Jordan. I actually just emailed him like an hour ago. OMG. And, what? And like, yeah, and was super professional. I'm just seriously like retrying every avenue. Because as I told you earlier today, I'm like, I need something to bite. I love you. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. <laughs> The squeaky so, right so I'm all professional I'm like so great meeting you like as we spoke about before here's my information my resume I really appreciate it if you could send it around if you have any advice you can give me so just I mean I love you and I love a forever and I think that you are going to be blessed for all of the effort you put forward but I think that beep I didn't say I should be <laughs> I think uh-huh. beep beep is a p a pls i do i would keep my expectations low because i don't even think he can get himself a job at this point (laughs) exactly i just thought it was funny as i'm (laughs) sending emails to like literally any everyone just like coming around again i'm like might as well throw that in there i think he's controversial yeah he is and he likes it that way and i don't really want to be on the spectrum of that but basically he's aligned himself with such controversial figures that are top of their field that he's like a Klingon and now he's making the rounds up too. Oh, little clout chases. Yeah. He himself is a clout chaser and then he got yet another girlfriend and you know, watching him post these girls on his stories. And tag them and they're all Instagram models and you know, they fall for the same thing. They all, I swear to God, just from the girls he picks, I swear all these girls just want careers and are like besides the original one who looked, I mean, she had a very punchable face. I wish we could tell. (laughs) But yeah, no, I think that he dates, he dates a type. Does he have a type or no? A type that he uh, tags. Yeah, a type that he tags is an Instagram model. And yeah, I would say he's had some like really famous ex-girlfriend models. They all, they're all just models. I mean, they could have any color hair, any color eyes. They're he likes a beautiful models. girl. Mm-hmm. A beautiful girl. He somehow, not somehow, but he once again has managed to F up the last relationship and have that go south. But it's just such a... I don't think he out. wants a long-term relationship. Right. It's so weird, though, because he's on there crying on his stories, being like, I just want a good girl. It is so, but no, that's so baloney. Like, that's so baloney. That's a, that's a whole act. That's an act. That's, that's, I want good girls to message me and be like, he wants dumb bitches to look at that and go, oh, what if they not be able to give him? What can I give him? It is so manipulative. It is so manipulative. And it's probably subconscious on his part he Mm. probably doesn't know that he's being manipulative but it is really you think so i do i really do (laughs) i psychoanalyze people (laughs) i do i do but besides that guy what else has happened tell us more tell us more okay so 
then, guys, I really thought I was going to become a sports wife. It was a very exciting two days. I was thinking about outfits that I would wear to these sports games and whatnot. Okay, and then it all came crashing down, and I hate sports. So <laughs> There's I, a lot of sports, Alex. There's a lot of sports. Gosh, I don't know. <laughs> I know there's a lot of sports, but there, there's a lot of heartbreak in sports. So, and, and, you know, I had everyone telling me, this is the best sport to date because they're not really known, and then it's just, like, great. So I went out with my friend out here, and we met this sports team, and they were, were hanging out with us. And my friend, it was really because my friend made a connection with one of the players. And so they invited us to hang out at their table. And the entire night, my friend and this guy were like having a connection, hitting it off. Fast forward hours into the night, she, he tells her that he has a long-term girlfriend. Just oh, so bomb, bomb, bomb. I've had enough wine to be like not surprised. Right. I know, right? Like shocker. I don't know. You know, you knew where this was leading, horny family. And so we have like she's shocked. She is so hurt. And it's like, okay, why didn't you tell her this at the beginning of the night? And he's what? like, kudos. Like, I understand you want kudos of congrats, you didn't cheat on your girlfriend. You want a gold star. You were you love her enough to understand that you see other women that are attractive but not yeah but that's like a pat on the back you didn't fuck up right but exactly you why were you putting yourself out in the first place to go out to a club to speak to a girl to have a telling her you have a connection with her that all night long that you didn't expect to make i think that was the biggest foul is saying i have a connection with you because right he could have literally just said good night and when she was to be like yeah well i have a long-term relationship he didn't have to give the i have a connection with you like how hurtful to right, his girlfriend hurtful. oh i know it's it really is and then i just want to say i you know have faith in a lot of you, most of you, maybe all of you. But if you actually have a girlfriend <laughs> and you love her, you know, the, you're like, be a good guy. Like, if you don't want to be with, if you don't want to, if you want to cheat, just break up with them. Why? Why do that? Why go there? Like, it's just so. It's because so many guys, they don't, they want to cheat, but they don't want to break up. They, they want their relationship because. They know that it's just going to be sex. They know it's going to be hot sex and they don't even want a relationship with that person. It's just them being very selfish and embodying like all the lust that they're feeling. And I think men, what you really have to do is be intentional in your actions. And like for my husband, like we talk about it, no one is really above cheating I mean, there are serial cheaters and that's like a whole other issue, but everyone could get themselves in the predicament. They could drink enough in the wrong setting. They could like, it could get there for anybody if you really put yourself in this situation. So that's why you don't, you know, you protect yourself and you don't form relationships that could evolve. You don't put yourself in those situations. That's my opinion anyways. So then... Uh, one of his players was talking to me and he was super nice. He was thought I was so cool. He's like, you're not from LA. You're so cool. This and that saying all the right things once again. And then I was like, he invited me somewhere and I said, no, you know, I have to go. I have to work out in the morning. Um, blah, blah, blah. And so the next day I texted him and I thanked him for like a fun time. And he was like, and he answered and I never answered him. And then like five hours later, he texted me again and he was like, I hope you had a good workout. So here I am being like, let me get, get just guess, ladies. Like, what do you think I thought? 
oh my god he double texted me oh my god he like, likes really me or he's into me. me yeah like why did he double text once again he could have never spoken to me again it was you know i'm done that is that. so funny though alexandra like i i quadruple text like that must i feel like that's a thing of 2021 that you like have to limit your texting yeah when it comes to someone you're into like if i were to see that's the thing it's like i texted him and then he texted me and i never answered and so for him to double text in, I guess, my age, it's like desperate or it's like you really like someone if you double text. That was always a thing. Like, will he double text me? Will he text again? That makes you? me sad. What if he just has another question and he's ADD and <laughs> forgot to write it all in the same text? This is why you can never assume. You never know yeah. what someone else is thinking. You never know what someone else is going through. Because yeah. I thought he pressed send an hour ago. Whatever. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter. I took it the wrong way. I'm like, oh, he definitely likes me. And then actually in the moment, I was like, wouldn't it be funny if like this time tomorrow I'm sitting here crying because I'm like, but he had double texted, but this really means nothing. But then I was like, no, it definitely means something. But so then I was like, he's into me. And we spoke for a little bit and he was responding literally within seconds to my text before I could even swipe out of the chat. So I'm like, oh, he really likes me. This is crazy. But there was really no conversation because, you know, when you first meet somebody, it's like, I'd rather just you ask me out. Like, there's nothing to pretend to talk about. We don't know each other that well. We have to think of this. Okay, so my thoughts while you were saying that were, why in society do we think that a double text or responding right away, it's like, yes, I get it. That means they're interested because they're having the conversation with you. But like, why can't we just, I mean, he probably is like that all the time from how the story goes. He's probably just naive. Like he is, he, he's younger than you, right? He was younger than you. So I feel like he's probably just inexperienced. Or just a jerk, which is what I think. Really? Probably is any, well, he probably is inexperienced, but the fact is I always say I'm done playing games. If I want to respond to someone, I'm going to respond right now. If I want to like answer fast, I will. I don't care. I don't play games. But then I sit here and I analyze and it's like, why am I feeding into the game? Because then I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to ask him out. I was like, oh, I think, you know, you owe me like going out, whatever. And he wasn't really into it. And how he responded, everyone I spoke to was like, it's so cheeky and flirty. And so I was like, okay, let me respond. But I meant to text. I'm going to respond to him to one of my friends. Instead, I sent it to him. And I freaked out. Uh, okay, so everyone, let's just clarify what she just did. She accidentally texted the boy what she was going to text her friend. Basically, she's. this is equal to sending a screenshot to the person who screenshot it. Well, it was a screenshot of his text. So there we and, go. Devastation. And then some words. And then some words of my own. Devastation. So I, devastation quick panic it was like you know when you feel like <laughs> there's something on you like you're just, it was oh my god everybody get awesome. your pencils out this is a housewife ho tip or if you're a little ho ho dating how yeah. did you get out of sending the bad text so applegate 2021 listen close children <laughs> i shot my phone off i went on airplane mode and i shut it off completely what i did not do is i did not try to make the text go green it was still sending blue when i shut my phone off i freaked out i cried i turned my phone back on <laughs> and i said, cried i died i called my pastor just kidding <laughs> I, I was like i was like should i go into the office next door of my boss's office and see if someone will lend me a phone so i can call <laughs> my mom or my yes phone, my yes dad? I don't know. 
But I was like, this is too weird. Let me just, okay, thanks. Cause my phone is off. So I can't even tell anyone I've done this, you know? And so, so wait, really quick. On. We have to slow mo this. You send a bad text and you go, oh shit, this did not mean to go to this person. You, you go airplane mode and off. Quick enough. If, if it's still sending, like if it was one word, which you probably won't accidentally send one word to someone else, uh-huh. then, you know? It's good. You probably no, no, no. I know the feeling when that little blue bar is loading and you go, ah, ah. Right, right. so as long as the blue bar is loading and you know, something that's very lucky is that screenshots take longer to send than text. Yep. So the chances are, wait, so airplane mode first. Yes. Airplane mode. And then off Wi-Fi. airplane mode, no Wi-Fi, and then shut it off completely power down the phone. Okay. Then I turned it back on and it um, said, it said message not delivered. And I was like, oh my God. And there was a red exclamation point next to the message in the chat. And then it said, message send failure. Thank the Lord. I just wish that it had sent at this point because who gives a crap? Maybe that would have led to some interesting conversation. I was like, if, if he would have got those messages, it probably like he would have been like, ooh, she's into me. So like, I know that's shitty. I mean, he's young. I'm a big advocate of like date older, but that's just me. No, I, I, I am. I am. I've always only dated older and it was a lapse of judgment because who doesn't <laughs> like sports? Who doesn't like boxes um, in sports? But yeah. uh, so it may have helped if I knew some lingo of sports, but I don't. But anyways, so I call Apple. And they told me I've done everything right. They told me to shut off message forwarding to my computer. And I'm still, I'm like, okay, thank you. But then I'm still like that. So I call it back again just to confirm. So I speak to someone else at Apple and they're like, no, it did not send. You did everything right. There's no way it could have sent if you deleted it. Because then after I turned my phone back on, I deleted the message from the, my chat. So there was no longer a message there. So once you delete okay. it, it goes into cyberspace. So then I'm a like, okay, cyberspace. So, <laughs> yeah. la da I still have a chance. I might still become a sports wife. He never got the message. Ha ha ha. I mean, I would, I would pursue that, even if it was just fun. And then like, he unfollowed me. Oh. <gasps> and then he unfollowed me on Instagram. So oh that's no, dagger in my heart. Yep, yep, yep. I think that I might mean he has a girlfriend. Don't they all? I mean, Don't they all? why why jordan why did he like that's like aggressive i i know like i feel like it's it's saying something to you he was saying like "Mm, i'm not yeah and and wasn't he like watching your story immediately every time oh yes and then he was starting to watch i think he has a girl i think he he just didn't like what he saw what no 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 because if a guy that doesn't like what he saw they just they you're not important enough. Does that make sense? Yes, you're not the first guy. The first guy still follows me. I'm not they they just they of. keep going with life. But this okay, he's younger and so that makes him odder, but like meaning less experienced. But right. it sounds like there's a girl and was like, Oh my gosh, who is my who is this my man, whether it's her man or a guy she talks to or his best like some bitch in his life. That sounds mean. I apologize. Uh, and she was like, who are you following? And made him unfollow you. Because what guy goes to the extreme right. unfollowing you? Y'all were not even in a relationship. You're right. A young guy would do that because they're all into the social media and the following. And that's like what it's considered cheating. Like that's exactly what someone who is young would do. Mm-hmm. Now the first guy who did not unfollow me still follows me to this day. I'm just not important enough 
He follows so many people. He doesn't care enough that one follow me. That's an aggressive thing. And again, he's in his 30s. So this guy is in his early 20s. Early 20s. Yeah, early. So it's a big deal for him to un, uh, only, tw- is he like, okay, yeah, like early 20s. Right? So it's a big deal. Oh, yeah. Like, it's a big deal to unfollow some girl. And he was also kept messaging somebody that night. And it was like, you know, in a club at two in the morning. And he was messaging this girl, having a heavy conversation with her. But I couldn't see the text because I'm blind. None so, of these yeah. guys are husband material. And if you get them and you land them in personal experience, landing a fuck boy to date for a short period of time, or, you know, I dated a fuck boy for a year and a half and it it's painful. It's very painful because you have the most amazing time with them. So your, your experience is like together. It's all the things it's when you're apart is when all the pain happens. And that is when you are with a bad person. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you should want to mm-hmm. fighting together and not getting along in person is better than having bliss together and then not being able to trust them at all. And then you hear stories about that guy and are like, huh, what? Like, what's he doing on the internet? I think the best men don't have social media. I know. I, I know agree. The best guys I know never... My boyfriend, my first boyfriend, never had social media. It's uh, the best guys who are genuine that don't use social. I hate guys who use social media. My I husband like is that. 36. He'll be 37 this year. 37. And he, I'm, th- I'm almost 32, so still 31. He had MySpace and like barely had it. And has never, he never had a Facebook. He's never had an Instagram. He's just all about his job like he doesn't <laughs> now does, he never does your did it is, does your husband have friends younger brother cousin he has a younger <laughs> brother he oh. it's still a small but the thing is is i'm from a big city and he's from a small town so i mean we are not cut from the same cloth uh but yeah no he's just kind of clueless when it comes to it i love it because i can like snoop all of his shit that he does have like he's so stupid when it comes to technology but you know there's there's pros and cons to having it and not he's innocent because when a guy doesn't have all that shit it kind of makes them more appealing to other girls you know what i mean Oh, really? so, like, I always worry or I, yeah, I feel like, don't you feel like guys, there are girls that like guys that are taken. I swear to you, there is a, there are, of course there, there are, are. Like, and it sucks. Like- I had a gentleman submit a confess and request and Ooh. he said this, I want a side fling. I'm happily married. I don't want to break up my family. I've asked my wife about having a threesome with either male, female, male, or male, female, female, and she isn't open. And when I heard him ask this, I mean, what's your first thought? You go first. Uh, I'm like, wait. My first thought was like, (laughs) you're so gross because I'm just like super possessive and I could never, like, I would be so upset. I would be so hurt. But I don't really think he want. like, okay. Okay, so dig deeper. Why do you think he said, I'm happily married and want to fling? Like, what the fuck is that? So then you're not happily married. There's something missing. 
yeah, there's something missing and you may feel like, oh, okay, well, this is the situation I want. But the fact that you're feeling, you're feeling unsatisfied sexually specifically means there's a conversation that you need to have like with your wife specifically about where she's not meeting your needs, either like, is she not validating you? Is she not like, there's something missing there. And if you strongly feel this way, that's concerning. Yeah. And it also sounds that, you know, you're not saying specifically, I want my wife to do A, B and C. You're like, we can bring a guy and a girl and I don't care. Pick the male, pick the two males. (laughs) I know. It's so funny. I mean, he's literally offering her anything. I know. That's why I'm like, can we get her on the line? I'm just kidding. I know. I think there's genuinely a bigger issue of why he wants to bring someone else into the bedroom or something that he's not finding in his wife. I mean, I wouldn't be happy. I don't know. I don't. What was this exactly? And I mean, if it's just he's wanting to have a side fling and he's happily married. And the thing is, is I, I realistically think it of the point of view of I have a I have a high sex drive and I have dealt with mismatched libido. I communicate. I communicate my needs. So he needs to be talking to his wife. And if they, if he can't get his needs met by her and constantly needs to seek outside of himself, then he needs to go to therapy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I completely. No, no, you're right. Yeah. Oh. I'm sorry. I think we just lost a listener. Maybe yeah. she'll help your marriage. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, oh, girl, you don't even know the messages I get. I get so many men messages. Really? Oh, and they, and I'm, and I mean, I'm straight up with them. And I think they, I think that that's what they're doing. They just want someone to hear them. I think men need validation and women listening, validate your husband, validate. Cause men, the men that are our serial cheaters, they're usually looking for a woman who is going to keep them stable. And then a woman who's going to validate them. So be both, be both for him, be both, be not to enable their piggish ways, but so that if he does step out, you can say, you're a piece of shit. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. No, I really think that every woman, I feel like a lot of people want a committed relationship. I think it's a lie. I think there's very few people out there who can say that they like want to just be a frat boy forever, just be the girl who just is having fun forever. I think at the end of the day, most people eventually want a companion, want someone to settle down with. But it's so hard because everyone's playing the game. I wrote down for the girls, know what you want, whether it's casual or committal, and let that guide your dating style. Your tolerance for fuckboys should be different levels for these different seasons. So, for example, I have a friend who just got divorced. She's out there dating. She's dealing with all the fuckboys. And sometimes you need a whole phase. Sometimes you need a season of good sex and someone really pursuing you does not mean you have any interest in going and buying a car with him or getting a place together or whatever. Mm-hmm. Girlfriend knows where you're going. You're in Los Angeles. You're in like, I, you're alone in Los Angeles. What do you do when you go to parties? My, my tip was to drop a pin, but how do you ever feel like unsafe in the dating world in LA alone? You know, I, I even feel unsafe walking from my, my restaurant I work at to the parking garage, like three blocks down. Like, yeah, sometimes I do. It's hard. Cause you know, it's what really sucks is that like, as a girl, I want to dress cute and feel cute, but then 
even as I'm entering my door, I'm always looking around like, who's even behind me as I go into my own house? Yep. It's scary that like, yep. you always have to be worried that a guy is going to perceive you the wrong way and try to hurt you for it. It's just sick. But even dating, I would say the best thing to do is always go with a girlfriend. Don't go alone. If a guy invites you out to a party, bring a friend. Just don't show up places alone. You know, if it's not a date, then you don't need to show up alone. You should go with a girlfriend. You should go with, you know, a guy friend, someone who'll make you feel comfortable. And if you are alone, drop a pin and send it to your roommate, to no one. And when I walk to my car, no matter where I'm at, you know what I do? I take my car keys and you know how you have a house key or like some other key on it? Uh-huh. You make a fist and you put that key in between your finger where the pointy edge is sticking out. So I'm holding my keys in a fist with my key sticking through my knuckle. So if I needed to punch someone, like I would hurt them. And then what else? Beware of fuckboy debauchery. We've talked about all the fuckboys. I feel I feel bad for the men. Hold on to your power, regain if needed. So I would say my biggest advice to everyone out there is to just number one, be confident. Know what you bring to the table. Know what you have to offer. Have blinders on. Don't be looking at what the next girl is bringing or doing or acting. Be confident in what you bring to the table. There is nobody like you. You are unique. And I would say that's a big thing in dating because guess what? He's not going to find anyone like you. Be confident in that. And also, I would say if you're young, in your 20s, or you know, even if you're like you're got divorced, you know, and you don't have a husband, now is the time. Nothing is holding you back from picking up and. Either like if you're young, go moving where you want into a new city like both you and I did, Jordan, and exploring mm-hmm. and dating and having fun. And if you are, you know, in a place where you have to be for kids or family, but nothing's stopping you from going out and meeting new people, going to an event you normally wouldn't go to, joining a club with like, you know, newcomer moms or women or having a ladies night. Now is your time to pick up and like get your independence back, have that freedom and have fun. Because and I know we shout on the internet, but let's hype the internet back up because all of those ways you listed are through the internet. There are so many ways to get back in the game on the internet to just get you out there. Like that first tip of uh, know what you want, whether it's casual or committal. If you are just trying to get back in the game, the internet's great. Even though the dates could suck or it's fuckboy central, it's practice, right? You're practicing dating. You're seeing what you know you don't want or what you do want. You're learning the game because it is one, right? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. What do, what do you want? Are you looking for a relationship? Are you looking for, are you just laser focused on your career or are you kind of like whatever happens, happens? You had asked me this last time we spoke, I would say, oh, well, who doesn't want a committed relationship? Yeah. I don't like sports. <laughs> I want to focus on my career. <laughs> I have no, I'm laser focused on that. That is really where my passion lies. That's a thing that I really want and I'm hoping that's number one and then whatever happens like if I meet someone later on once I'm established in my career great but I'm not looking for that right now I'm really looking to take my career to the next level I would say that's where my focus is and what I'm going to be striving for Mm -hmm. it seems like nowadays a relationship isn't just an icing on the cake but at the same time we're still like we're in this we're in this time where women are kicking ass. You know, women are doing all the things and we don't want to settle anymore and wait, but at the end of the day we still we we love to connect, right? We want to connect with someone right. at of some course. point. 
I mean, like, look, today I'm in my like boss babe mood. Maybe tomorrow I'll be like, I can't change this light bulb. Why don't I have a man? Yeah. <laughs> every day. But no, like I, I want the right guy and I'm not going to be desperate for it. And I'm focused on my career. And it's always when you least expect it that something pops into your life. Exactly. I was not like, when you're not looking for it and you're focused on the other shit is when it happens. Always waiting. When it happens. I didn't meet my husband until I was 26. So, and I, when I was your age, I thought I was doomed. I swear to God, like I was so lost, so fucking lost. Candy, I wouldn't have even imagined it now. So I think, I think that's very That's so inspiring. That is yeah. so inspiring. Oh God, you, oh my God. Those early 20 years, such an identity crisis of like not knowing where the fuck you're going, how you're getting there, what it's going to turn out, like thinking you're going to be that person who ends up completely alone. You all, like, everyone convinces themselves that they'll be the person that won't meet any, meet anybody. Like, don't worry. Don't ever worry. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, your chances of ending up alone are very, 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 very slim. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. Very, very, there, very, very slim. No, that was to you. I might not put that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I appreciate that. No, okay. my friend yeah. Kelly, my friend Kelly is um 27 now, but she was the same. She was like, well, my 25th birthday, I cried in bed. I was going to die alone. And now she's like, I'm in the happiest relationship of my life. And yeah. I was like a year span. You just don't know. (laughs) Yeah, you have no fucking clue. And I feel like in a world of shit, if you believe in the good, like if you love glitter, you're going to see glitter. Okay, what's next for the Raspy Rundown? So uh, stay tuned, guys. We have a bunch of new episodes coming out. My mom was just out in California with me. So we've gotten, gotten into so many shenanigans. We have some crazy stories to tell. And we have a lot of awesome guests in the upcoming weeks. So stay tuned for that. Like I said, find us on Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and follow the Raspy Rundown. Awesome. I can't wait to follow up with you and ask how the dating the dating goes and if you get any good stories or if any of those fuck boys we just mentioned pop back up in your DMs. I really can't fucking wait to hear. There you go. Awesome. Thanks so much. We'll see you Thank next you week, guys. Bye. Bye.